on TV, online, and on your iPod or Zoom. But Zoom, this is EPT Not Live. Hello, my babies, and welcome to EPT Not Live. It is the best of show, and why not? We've done six whole shows. For the next hour, we'll be regurgitating the best moments from EPT Not Live, and that's 15 episodes, turns out. And just remember, the word best is subjective. But sit back, relax, and make strangers wonder what the F you're laughing at. And if you like the show, why not share this one with a friend? It's a great starter. Like mozzarella sticks. Yum. So before we get going uh, with the rest of the show, there's this, I, I had this dream a long time ago, and I've been, I've been waiting for a spot in the show to tell this story. I don't ever have sex dreams. Like, I really don't. Sorry, just to be clear, you are now going to recount a dream. Yes, well, it's- You're po- going to be one of those people I know, who but it's bores po- everyone with their <sighs> dreams. It's poker related. It's poker related. So I figured- Oh, oh in that case, go for it. Uh, well, everyone you know has poker dreams, but this, this isn't a poker dream per se. First of all, I have to say that, look, it's a sex dream. And as people say, I think there's a line from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where like dreams are like looking through someone else's photo album. If you're not in it and nobody's naked, then it's boring. But someone is naked in this dream. Now, I never have sex dreams. I think it's probably because I handle my affairs twice, thrice, four times nightly. Okay, Okay, so your definition of sex dream, and I need to be clear here, doesn't actually involve any physical action. It's purely mental. Um, yes, but I, I've, I don't think I've ever had a quote unquote wet dream in my life. Maybe one that I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I don't have dreams where in which I have sex, like very rarely. Occasionally I'll kiss someone. It'll be like a smooch. I'll wake up like more romantically in love than like turned on from a sex dream. But I did have a sex dream recently and it involved a poker player. It was very bizarre. I was, uh, lay, I was laying on a couch nude in the nude and on on laying on top of me on my right arm is a girl that I had been seeing completely nude. Oh, there's a menage a trois involved. Yeah. And then laying in my left arm is another girl completely nude, Liv Bree. I was certain you were gonna say Daniel Negreanu. No, no Liv, believe it or not. And so I'm just kind of laying there and I've got this girl that I like was really into at the time. We're not dating anymore, but I was like really, really into her. And Liv, who is my friend, who I, I'm not going to lie, I've carried a torch for in the past, but it's it's been a long time. It's been over. And the three of us are just sort of laying there and chatting. And it's like almost sort of sexier that we're just sort of like chilling and chatting. This anecdote promised so much and is delivering so little. You're sitting there with two women chatting. We're like, no, but we're like just cuddling and having a good time and just sort of being all wiggly. I mean, I assume that if you've had an experience like this, you probably wouldn't say it on the air. I've had, I've been lucky enough to have experiences like this before my life and it's just kind of fun and you're kind of like, you're working your way up to it. There's no need to dive right into it at this point. So we're all kind of chatting and smooching. Can we fast forward to the exciting stuff? Well, it does, the the thing is that next live is like, this is boring. This is boring. I I, I agree. And she says, hey, do you have any, uh, do you have any massage oil? Do you have any oil? And at this point, I don't know what to do. And at this point, like the 70s music kicks in. It's like, waka, waka, waka. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what to do because like, yeah, I want this to happen. But I like, I like this girl and Liv and I are just friends. Do I really want to? And what about, and what about Liv's boyfriend? And I'm just like, and finally, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. Like, when am I going to be in this situation again? At which point Liv's mom walks into the room 
and asks if we need anything. And then Liv asks her mom for the massage oil. Like, hey, can we get the massage oil? And I am just mortified. Have you this. have you told Liv this story? No. Well, great news, Joe, because now's your opportunity. Because on the line are both Liv Barry and her mom Elaine. Welcome to EPT Not Live. Hi. Oh boy. Hi. <laughs> hello. hello Joe. Hi. I, um. Uh, hi guys. Hello. What's this all about? Then? So I, I, uh, Elaine. Is it okay if I call you Elaine? Of course, yeah. Uh, I had I had a sex dream uh, and you were in it, and I I hope that's all. I don't know to ask permission or forgiveness. I don't even know what to what to do. Well, maybe I'm honored. Are, <laughs> are you honored? <laughs> I, 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 I call bullshit on that. And you don't tell my husband that, but <laughs> well, hopefully he doesn't listen to EPT not live. Mother, <laughs> you can't encourage him like oh, this. Sorry, we've talked sorry. about you know what Joe's been like yeah. in the past, and now, Joe, this is. I mean, I I appreciate your honesty and 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 so on, but I mean, this is just. Is it weird? Stop. Yes, I mean, my mom <sighs> in a dream as well, and 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 so on, and like. Don't forget I the mean, other girl. I guess I mean on the other girl. I mean, I guess in your dream, I'm proud that I'm the one that initiated it, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, this is this is. This we is need to know a little more. Well, Liv, look, it's it, to be fair. This dream isn't far from the truth because I have. Uh, we're at your mom's house, by the way, in the dream, and I have been naked in your mom's house before. That's true, and I. I <laughs> yeah, that's true. He had a shower because he was all covered in mud, <laughs> and I had to pass some a towel into him. But you know that's. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just thinking this whole thing was just a culmination of just weird experiences, past experiences, maybe future experiences. Mostly fantasy. Mostly Most, fantasy. Mostly fantasy. But, uh, um, well. Well, you know, it happens in adolescence and maybe it continues on throughout life as well. <laughs> Do you think that if that situation actually happened and you walked into the room and I was under, we were under a blanket, by the way, if it was me, your daughter and another young lady all under a blanket, what would your reaction actually be? Would you <laughs> offer to get us anything? Um, a cup of tea. So English! <laughs> 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 Stiff up a lip and all that. Right, you just pretend like nothing's happening. Oh, there's nothing happening under the blanket over there. Just about uh, some tea maybe, for everyone. Maybe a bucket of cold water. Yeah, I think that's what's really oh. what would happen. Liv, you don't think... Uh, I mean, that's not much of a fantasy there. I mean, other than, you know, the whole situation. But I think you would be the one driving the action, Liv, probably, huh? I, I'm speechless, Joe. I'm absolutely speechless. <laughs> I... And she's not very often speechless, is she? I, exactly. I'm, I'm rarely speechless. Uh, well, I mean, I, I guess we'd have to get Igor in, involved in this discussion. He might have some words to have with you. Um, I think it's but, worth uh, it. No, let's bring Igor. Who else? Do, let's get Tony in there, too. Come on. Let's yeah. just have a time. Oh uh, I, I, I cannot say what the version of myself in your sex dream would or would, would not do. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, all I can say, Joe, is that I'm in a very happy, committed relationship, and I, I do wish you and my mother and whoever else you are involving in your uh, sexual exploits the very best of luck and have a wonderful time. Well, thank you, Olivia. Thank you very much for your very diplomatic answer. Uh, <laughs> Elaine, I will see you on Saturday. 
I hope so. Okay, very good. <laughs> all being well. And and can I just say to you all, sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I don't know that they get much sweeter than that, but I will do my best. Thanks a lot, guys. We appreciate okay. it. Bye. 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 TV Recap. Yes, our coverage of the EPT 100 main event in Barcelona continues. This week's show is the follow-up to the bubble. It is the third show in the series, and it is the post-bubble bust-out bonanza. So we mentioned also that uh, the, the, the really the the most fun thing about this show is Timex and Panka. Yeah, playing a bunch of hands together. And reunited, reunited, and they're both really sweet dudes. Like both of them are awesome guys. Mike gets a little catty on Twitter sometimes, but in as a human being, he's an awesome guy. Agreed. And um, and and Dominic is just like just never has a misstep. He's just the he's just awesome. Their interactions were sweet but awkward. Is that accurate? Yes, I think that's very accurate. Yeah, and the two of them were being really nice to each other, and it was so nice that it was like kind of i don't know romantic in the words of rick it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship it is the beautiful beginning of a beautiful friendship and uh we've sort of decided to tell that story to you guys in a very in a very creative way go back and watch the show if you can but here's uh dominic loves michael I like Mike. I don't know what he thinks about it. I'm flattered. Dominic's an awesome guy. It's fun to play with him. Oh, sweet. I was hoping that I will have a chance to play with him again. You're handsome. Thanks. No, I'm just telling you the truth. We've been like joking around at the table. <laughs> He's just such a nice, modest guy. Would you like to bump my fist? It can bring luck. All right, sounds good. <laughs> I just want to make you feel good. I mean, it's hard. He was exactly that. Sorry, I had to have everything. Should I kept my mouth shut? knows what he's doing. That's too good. If I get to be one and one and beat Dominic's nuts, 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 I would be very happy about it. <laughs> I think I would have been very happy about it. <laughs> my, my girlfriend's blah, blah, blah. That was not edited in any way. <laughs> Welcome, Theo Jorgensen to EPT Lot Live. Thank you, James. Hey, there's something on your blog I wanted to ask you about. Uh, you posted this blog the other day. You said, I haven't, it's been a while, actually, isn't it, the other day. It says, I haven't laughed this hard in a really long time, and it was a guy running on a treadmill? Yes. The, the bet is that he has to run for the world record marathon holder, one kilometer an hour, which means that he has to run with 20.7 kilometers an hour, one kilometer. But he has to run for three minutes. That's it. It's a little less... Little less than three minutes. So he's got to do one kilometer in just under three minutes. Yes. So it's basically it's basically for for a marathon runner for the world record holder marathon runner, uh, this is the pace he keeps. But for a regular person, this is basically a sprint. Yes, it's a sprint for us, and that's what they run the um, for the entire forty-two point whatever kilometer. That is ridiculous. And your friend 
Uh, I, like it's a joke states, it's unreal how fast it is. And yes, he got on the treadmill, and he, uh, we were betting around three thousand euros, and he collapsed. We can't figure out whether he collapsed two meters before or six meters, but it's in between that gap. <laughs> so it was definitely beforehand. He did not make it. Like he needed to take basically not make it. three, we, three we, more we steps. Were discussing whether his face made it, but the rest <laughs> of the body didn't make it. Oh man, that is awesome! See, that's the thing is, I I watched the video and I see him fall down at the end, but I don't know whether or not he made it because I can't understand We're what's happening. About, this is two meters before, like his body <laughs> just collapses. That is crazy. I don't think. I mean, I couldn't sprint for three minutes. I don't think. Now we're talking about this is even the best thing because we're discussing it on Skype later on. And he has another try two days later. Like 40, in the bet, we're agreed on the fact that he can have two tries and the next one will be 48 hours later. So obviously, I'm afraid that he's going to take this one. He, he says, I would rather break an arm than try this again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he doesn't even want to try it again? So did you offer no, him no, a buyout? No. no, well, he had to pay. He, did, he doesn't even want to try. Wait, wait, like, wait. He didn't even take the second attempt. He would rather he just pay take- he, he pay- said he would rather break an arm than try this again. Oh, man, that is something. Does I mean, I assume that he's actually got some money, this guy, or is he truly does not want to sprint for three minutes again? He says the last 200 meters, Steve and, and James, the last 200 meters was the worst seconds in his life. <laughs> <laughs> the pain in his body when he just had to go and there was nothing left was unbelievable. He's probably, as, as we've talked about to some of the cash games down in Malta, this guy has been pushed more than most athletes has ever. Like, because his body just collapsed. That is that is awesome, Theo. You've been involved in some of the best prop bets of all time. That's fantastic. I love the insight into what you get up to when you're not actually at the poker table, Theo. <laughs> yeah, but this was just awesome. This was beautiful. And especially because the fact I was convinced that he was going to make it. He was basically giving me a needle when he was putting it up. So I was convinced, okay, yeah, congrats. But let me just see it. And then in the end, I see this collapsing. And I think, hey, wait a second. The dude didn't make it. So, Theo, very much one of the stars of the EPT London TV shows, along with fellow team pros like Jake Cody and Liv Barry. You know what my probably my favorite thing about these London shows was, James? Willie Tan. Oh, you got to love Willie. I mean, the guy played the first ever EPT in Barcelona. He has been a fixture on the UK circuit for decades at every single card club from Newcastle to Luton. Yeah, he is just such a funny dude. And, you know, the fact that it's coming out of like probably a hundred year old man, the things he says just makes it funnier. (laughs) And he's got this bizarre little accent. You know, of course, the whole thing, he's just such a character. It plays really well. Um, He stumped me on the sweat with hand. Uh, If you guys watch the show, I get it so wrong. I mean... Good luck ever trying to put Willie on a hand. Yeah, he completely eats my lunch. And what I wanted to do was like a Willie Tan supercut, but unfortunately the music that I picked out for it got rejected. And so I didn't want to do it. And they didn't even they didn't even go with my my secondary choice of supercut music. Because everyone here is, is no fun. Uh so it's something else I wanted to bring up. Okay, so one of my podcast idols, James, is Adam Carolla. And Adam used to do this gag on his show that says, like, anything that you, uh, anything anyone says, if you put a pan flute under it, if you put a pan flute under it, 
It makes them sound really wise, <laughs> like whatever they're saying. So what I did was I took uh, I took one I took Willie's thing here and uh, here just I put a little pan flute under it. Okay. The secret to success in poker is to keep these five P's in mind: position, patience, perseverance, psychology, and a lot of practice. P. So those are the five P's. Now, doesn't that sound so much more like so has so much more gravitas to it because of the pan flute? Like, here's some more Willie, right? So here's Willie, um, just kind of uh, he's a little bit sounds like a dunce here because he says he doesn't follow like the new po here the new poker terms. The terms they use these days, sometimes I don't even understand. I mean, seriously, I mean, they give you terms like hijack and. Under the gun and one bet. I mean, during my time, we never use such terms. Eh? So he sounds kind of like a confused old man here. Now, yeah. listen, though, now he sounds like an expert with the pan flute. Okay, okay let's do it. The terms they use these days, I, sound, I don't even understand. I mean, seriously, I mean, they give you terms like hijack and under the gun and one bet. I mean, during my time, we never use such terms. Eh? See, now it's wise old Willie. Who, uh, you know, who just who doesn't understand it because it doesn't make any sense because it's not, it's unwise. Who would have thought the power of panpipes? So I, I just got, thought they were for elevators. I got one more pan flute for you. Remember Seven's guy? Who, who, oh. who under, you know, was it sounded like kind of now, a... This was, this was in Barcelona. Again, you can watch the entirety of EPC Barcelona on the Pokestars YouTube channel. But at the final table, when Andre Latau and Israel keep calling for a seven, we asked one of his friends, why do you keep calling for a seven? He answered the question twice. Yeah. Neither answer made sense. But how does it sound with the benefit of panpipes? Seven is actually um, kind of interesting because we have some flipping games and stuff. If he's sitting around and just going to a restaurant and something... You have to pay the uh, checks and stuff and the bills. And <laughs> there we have to play uh, some flipping games and every time the seven is coming. So it's kind of insider. So it's, like the seven is always coming. So you can't really lose. Fuck yeah, Sevens guy. I no, get it now. No, I get it. I was going to say, on this occasion, the pan pipes didn't help. <laughs> it still makes no sense. No, it's because you're not listening. You're not listening. Hold on. James, in order to hear... One must first listen. <laughs> Joe Stapleton. Hold on, let's do Gilly real quick. Let's do Gilly. Man who wears hair on top of head also has head under hair. Think about that, top knot. Too hot for TV. Well, we're not just making EPT shows in Monaco. Oh, no. We are also shooting the last three heats and the final of Shark Cage Season 2. Yes. Okay, so you mentioned Shark Cage a second yeah. ago, though. And there's so much I want to know about Shark Cage now, too. You know, one thing I wanted to do on today's show, and James said no to, is I wanted to take some of the really bad audition videos and play them on the air. That's not nice. Of course it's not nice, but it's great content for the show, and I don't see why we should be giving it up. And James isn't going to really like this, but I did, I did, I'm, we're doing one. It's going to get cut out, but you're That's welcome fine. to play We're it. doing one. I honestly don't understand why she didn't get chosen, to be honest. 
Hi, my name is Timia Nagykörösi and I'm from Hungary and I really, 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 really want to play on the Shark Cage. Um, I'm a huge poker fan. My favorite player is Phil Ivey, but oh my god, I'm willing to do anything to be on this show. Like anything, anything. I would f*** Joe Stapleton. I would do more than f*** him. I would f*** him and f*** his c*** until he, as we say in Hungary, until he wishes he had never asked for a third turnip. I wouldn't stop there. I would do a bunch of weird shit too. I munch on his bowls. I would lick his asshole. I would dress him up like a little dirty baby and push him around in a pram. Have you ever heard of the Dirty Sanchez? Which poor girl did you talk into stage. doing this? It's this is a real audition tape, James. This is not about. a real audition. I would have remembered. Draw all of his facial hair. That's right. I would draw Joe Stapleton's facial hair with his butt juice. Mm. I would make a new drawing. Oh, wow. We've now gone over the two-minute mark. That's probably why it wasn't considered. That's it's not over two minutes. It's one minute and 24 it. seconds. Once again, my name is Tima Nagykörösi. I'm a huge poker fan from Hungary. I would love to play in Shark Cage. Thank I love the way Hungarians think. James, you talked over when she said instead of a dirty Sanchez, she was going to give me a dirty Stapes Chez. That's what the whole butt juice line was about. So why who, did, why who, did, was, who was that girl? Why didn't she get through, James? Because it's not a genuine audition. I don't think it's not very cool that you're not admitting that this girl. I don't understand why just because she would do weird stuff to me sexually means that she could not get put through. The fact that she wants to do weird stuff to you sexually proves that it's not a genuine audition. Would no the, human being would say that unless the lines had been scripted for them by you. Unless if. <laughs> If that had been a real audition video, would she have met all the requirements of no. going through? No. What else needed to be in it? Uh, she may have made the audition stage, I mean, the interview stage, because I would have been fascinated to know what's wrong with the poor girl. Would at least have tried to so get her some could, mental help. That could have got her through to the interview stage. Well, I, she said she got she received no interview. <laughs> That's because she's not bloody real. Out now on audio cassette. Your favorite songs from 11 seasons of the EPT. Including the music from Barcelona that reminds you of the scene in The Untouchables where Oscar Wallace dies. Relive the glory days of Colin Murray with the season one opening credits theme. Plus, your favorite webcast openers, including the Season 10 Grand Final. And there's more, including that track that's definitely not by The Clash. that sounds a bit like Estelle's American Boy. Not forgetting the epic Season 11 Grand Final Anthem.
those banging beats from Malta. Spectrums. It's called Spectrums. Now that's what I call the EPT. Only $9.99 from our price. Adventures in Online Poker! Can I just say yeah. that I think the guys on the PokerStars blog did amazing work covering yeah, yeah, yeah. the scoop. There's some great write-ups of the final table, some great stories on some of the players. So go to PokerStarsBlog.com for that. Over the course of the festival, most of the attention, I think it's fair to say, was on Jason Mercier from Team PokerStars Pro. He was the big story of this series. He went on an absolute tear. And I'm thrilled to say that joining us from Las Vegas, Nevada, is the man himself, Jason Mercier. Welcome to EPT Not Live. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy the Merce Dog. <laughs> oh my gosh, you didn't tell me Stapleton was going to be on this thing. I, I was wondering if you wanted to play a game with us. Are you ready for one of my classic he, games? He doesn't want to play am the I game. Allowed to, am I allowed to say no? I don't, I don't think exactly. I am. Exactly. Why, why do you ever ask? Not, no one's ever going to say yes, and you're never going to give him the option of opting out. Now, for now on, what I want to do, and I'm not sure <laughs> if we can make this work, I want to make it so that if the if the pro wins the game, we sweeten the prize for the person during Superfan versus Staves, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I don't know where this budget's going to come from. Exactly. But. But maybe we take away a little bit of the prize. We'll and then sweeten we... the prize. We'll pour a little sugar right on Yeah, top. pour a little sugar on Jason. The game I got for you is called Oops, I Did It Again. Okay. Is this a tenuous connection to Scoop? Exactly. Oop. It's oop, plural. Oop. So I did it again. Now, you're obviously okay. a Scoop expert, Jason. I want to know what other oops are you an expert at? So all of these questions are going to have oop sounding answers. Are you ready? All right, I can't wait. Man. <laughs> My favorite part of the show. <laughs> Jason, what dog thinks it's no fun if his homies can't have none? What dog thinks his homies thinks it's no again? Sure. What what dog thinks it's no fun if his homies can't have none? not an actual dog right this is like a i'm gonna give you a clue jason because i know you've been traveling and you're probably a little bit jet lagged it's a dog with two g's it's a del g dog a dog with two g's that has oop in it buddy the like i was starting you off easy here is the thing This game is going to be a disaster. It sure is. This was going to be like the gimme. Didn't you say like that, that there's oop in it? Oop. That's right. Oop. Oop, oop. dog. Ah, <laughs> uh, Snoop Dogg. Oh, he, he got it. He got there. With, the with no help at all. He's at the end of dog. I mean, that's not exactly easy there. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, the Merce dog, everyone. <laughs> all right, question. You, what was the clue again? Can you say that again? Sure, the clue is, what dog thinks it's no fun if his homies can't have none? Okay, now I get it. Yeah, because afterwards. we've given you the answer. Yeah, well, you know, some people need the answer before they get the question. <laughs> what? All right, Jason, question <laughs> number two. The Beach Boys, he has no shot at getting this one. The Zero. Beach Boys would very much like to disembark from a boat, and that boat is called the Blank John B. Jason, you own a boat. I figure you might know this one. 
the blank John B? Correct. So fill in the blank, and it rhymes with oop. A type of boat that sounds like oop. There are two letters in front of the oop that would give you this type of boat. Hold on. Oh, is he Googling it? That's fine. I actually no, don't even no, care. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm just tanking. Clock. No, we'll be quiet during the tank. It's fine. We're going to have to restart the game show music, though. That's how long question one took. I, I don't know, man. This, this, this is embarrassing. Sloop. The, the Sloop, Sloop. John B. Never even heard that word before. You should listen to that song. It's a great song. Really good song. It's great for listening to on your boat. All right, here you go, Jason. For, for my sloop, right? For your sloop, exactly. Jason, I, I have faith in you for this question. All right. Some people may use this word to refer to their porch. Their porch. If you were outside maybe drinking Fodies, you would do it on the... On the loop? Oh, the loop, unfortunately, <laughs> is incorrect. Now, if you lived on Loop Street, maybe that would be correct. But stoop, we were looking for stoop. Stoop, also never heard that word. Never heard the word stoop, Jason. I mean, like, when you stoop down something. Oh, but... too bad I used the wrong stoop. Okay. Can we, just right. have, a, can we have a quick conference about the, the this, 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 this quiz? Yeah. I notice you've got ten questions. Can I suggest <laughs> we cut it short at six? <laughs> Sure, We're I'm gonna start at three. The problem is, I got all right. I'm gonna cut that one. The next one has a plug for one of our shows, so I can't cut this one. Jason, even though you have no shot, what's the name of the villain in the movie Out of Sight, who's played by Don Cheadle, who's in Shark Cage season two, by the way, coming soon? Uh, Bloop. Bloop is a really good guess, but incorrect. Snoopy Miller. Snoopy Miller. Ah, I should have went with Bloopy Miller. That would have been even <laughs> The Merce Dog. All right, here we go. Uh, Jason, as long as we're on the subject, a short hit in baseball just over the infielder's heads is sometimes known as a... Blooper? A blooper! There we go. Two out of five. That, I don't think that's the correct definition of blooper, but... Fine. Jason, let's have one more question and let's see if you can go <laughs> 50%. If you can get three out of six, I think we're going to call 50% a win. We're going to call it a win. I only got one out of five, though. But... Uh, you got two out of five because you got Snoop Dogg with some assistance. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'll take that as a win. It yeah. is tough being old Snoop D-O-double-G. All right, here we go. Last question. Jason, what does that voodoo that you do make salt and pepper want to do? What voodoo that you do? Salt and pepper. Uh, now it's salt and pepper. I think I need to be clear. I'm not asking about table seasoning. Yeah, yeah. I know I know which salt and, and pepper. The, the un is a person as well. There's salt, there's un, un and, and there's pe pepper. And pepper, yep. Oh, okay. So it's not push it? It's not push it. it remember, we're playing oops, I did it yeah. again. Right. Um, scoop it? Scoop it is really close. So uh -huh. close. Shoop. We were looking for shoop. Jason, I'd love to put a positive spin on this, but you got two what out of six. That is a minority number, and that means you've lost. Let's give him one more. One more real quick. Jason, Forrest Whitaker's <laughs> eye has a bit of a what? Forrest Whitaker's no, eye? Forrest Whitaker's eye has a bit of a what? Goop? 
A goop. We'll give him goop. I'm sure that's goop sometimes. We were looking for droop. We were okay. looking for droop. That hasn't changed anything because you've now got three out of seven. Still a minority number. Still a loss. But you're a Ooh, winner at life and you're a winner in the scoop. Oh, man. Jason, one of these days we're going to get a game that you're just going to smash. If I, if I have to, like, study with you ahead of time. You slam me with the oops, man. I'm not <laughs> much of a wordsmith. I think next time I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna ask you trivia questions about your own family. Like, what's your dad's <laughs> name? And maybe yeah. we'll get a winning record out of you, Jason Mercer. Congratulations on your awesome scoop performance. We appreciate you being with us, buddy. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the show. Not at all. Thanks for joining us. We here at Poker Stars would like to invite all of Canada to the best party of the summer, eh? It's Daniel Negreanu's birthday party. And there's more things Canadian here than you can shake a maple leaf at, eh? Maple syrup shooters. An Alan Thick tribute band. And uh, see, we're going to have a curling tutorial from uh, curling legend Ron Northcott. Appearances by Bob and Doug. Not Mackenzie, eh? But just uh, two, two guys named uh, Bob and Doug. Kids in the Hall sketch reenactments. A performance by the Royal Canadian Mounted Justin Bieber's. Martin Short, third cousin. Ryan Gosling's latest movie on DVD on a projector. Also, don't forget about our Canadian-inspired cocktails, eh? The Long Island Iced Tea. Ice. Snow job shots. White Canadians. You can keep your screwdriver because we've got be nice drivers here in Canada. And of course, your fanciest cocktail of all, Labatt's. Free entry for anyone wearing hockey skates. And plenty of food too, eh? Pea soup, Canadian bacon, all catered by Tim Hortons. Yum. And of course, you can't have a party for Daniel Negranu without a tournament. But it's not a poker tournament, no. Oh, no, 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 this is truly Canadian. A tournament of apologies. Sorry. So come on out and celebrate. Celebrate the day Daniel Negreanu's parents first played It Sure Is Cold Out, eh? Daniel Negreanu's birthday party. August 1st, Real Sports Toronto. And uh, unfortunately, eh, you can only win your way into this party if you're a Canadian resident. Hey, so the rest of you frig off, okay? You hosers. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. I was only kidding, eh? But uh, but seriously, Canadians only. That's PokerStars.com, eh? I didn't even know .com, a eh, was a thing, eh? Are, are, are you saying it's .com-a? Are you saying it's .com, a? What's that word that you came up with, which is kind of a, a combination of saying well done and unlucky? Congratulations. Congratulations. That feels particularly appropriate here, considering what happened in in the World Series this summer. So let's say the word to the man himself. Congratulations, Daniel. Hello, gentlemen. I'd like to point out, I'm pretty sure Stapes didn't invent that word. I think it's been around longer than Stapes even knew. That one, actually, I mean, look, I can't. I joke around about the chip in a chair thing. Like, I definitely... It's a joke? Sh- we're just going to... I'll let that go. I 
However, the congratulations, I can't find any record of someone saying it before me. This is something I legitimately came up with this in like 2007. Now, granted, I'm sure maybe someone else did, but I never heard anyone else say it before me. This one I'm standing I, by. Okay, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Annie, Annie Duke used it one time in like 2009 and like the whole internet jumped down her throat from stealing it from me. Yeah, Okay. I'm like, if you want to be right, you get it to be right. You know? well, well, there's your choice, Daniel. Either Stapes created it or Annie Duke created it. So which version are you oh, going to go with? Definitely Stapes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, congratulations, Daniel, on what was an amazing run and a great result. But I could see the pain on your face when you fell short of that final table. Well, it was, a, it was fun. I mean, just in the moment, you know, I, it was like, oh, no. You know, it was. it's actually a lot of drama. The, the energy was like, palpitating if you will um and like they do this the, the the run out so slowly to create dramatic effect and it really worked because the turn card was safe and i'm like okay okay i can hardly keep my emotions together and then the river hit and i was like no you know and but i was actually fine just in that moment it, it all just culminated into that uh, reaction uh and and when it was literally over did it feel over like did all of those all that energy and emotion just completely wash away immediately well, what was really weird is that when the card came, I was like, okay, that's not good. But I heard Mike Madison and a few people really cheer. They went, yeah! And then I fell to the ground. I'm like, you idiots, that's not good for me. That's I was like, <laughs> It was like the classic thing where they thought you had won. Yeah, they totally thought that I won. So they were cheering, and then I, I was like, no, you dummies. You just gave me false hope. We've all so, done it. Yeah, man. And that, in that moment, like, you're so desperate for it to not be over, you kind of believe it for a second, right? Like, maybe I missed something. Maybe I didn't get it well, right. That's what I, yeah. When I fell down, I was, like, thinking, like, the queen makes it straight, right? Yeah, no, I lost. I, no, I definitely lost. I had to get up and look at it again to make sure. I just, I mean, I can't even imagine being on that sort of roller coaster ride of emotion. Let's talk about the emotion that you felt before that moment. I mean, I was sweating you super hard. I don't like to get involved, so I just sit there in silence. But, Daniel, you had the whole world sweating you super hard. What does that feel like to have pretty much the whole world rooting for you? Well, while I was playing, I was really just in the moment. You know, I was, I was, I was obviously feeling the, the energy from the people in the crowd, but outside of that, like Twitter and Facebook, I was off that, you know, I wasn't really on my phone. I was actually paying attention and felt really good. You know, I was, I was down to about three and a half, four million. And then I grinded my way back up to 8 million without actually having to go all in or anything like that. So I felt really good about where things were going up, up until that last hand where, you know, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in a different territory chip wise. I have 16 big blinds and a lot of young kids would be like, Oh, 16 big blinds. That's not a lot. I'm like, I feel like in the main event with two hour levels, 16 big blinds is plenty. Yeah, you always, you never really cease to surprise me how long you can survive with a short stack sometimes. I think a lot of people are looking for really marginal spots to get it in, and that's not really your style, is it? Well, it's interesting you say that, because I was actually thinking about this just last night. How, how often in poker in the last 20 years since I've been playing, you know, people have figured out a certain strategy as being correct. You know, like, they've done the math on it. And then years later, finding out, you know what? Actually, their math was wrong. Uh, and one of those areas is certainly short stack play. And a lot of the young internet players have felt like they had it all figured out, how to play a 20 big blind stack or 15. And they thought they played a strategy which was like all in or fold. And they weren't calling it all, especially out of the blinds. And, you know, a lot of the Germans who played the super high rollers have done some research on it and realized that that's actually incorrect. And the way that I've been doing it for many, many years is actually a lot more, uh, especially for tournament play. And I'm talking about cash games. 
but certainly a lot more, a lot better than the alternative. I think that's been the instinct of a lot of players, whether they be really skilled or not. Uh, and I think that they've been chastised for that. Like I remember just very often, it seems very logical to me. Like I get to see a flop for very cheap right now. Like I don't care that I have 15 big blinds. It's one big blind to call and see a flop. This doesn't make any sense to me. And now everyone's sort of come around to that. Well, they've learned. The high rollers have actually explained it to them. And essentially, when you look at it this way, if you have 18 big blinds and, you know, if you have like 18, 8, 10 offsuit in the big, or let's say you have 12 big blinds and you have 8, 10 offsuit in the big blind, someone min raises. Well, if you call and just fold the flop, you have 11 big blinds. How much does that affect your chance to win the tournament? Not very much. However, if you have a hand like 8, 10 offsuit, right, and then you flop a 10 or an 8, you're not going to be exploited on streets, turn, and river. Right. Which is one of the dangers of playing marginal hands out of position is that, you know, you can't fade calling a flop bet turn bet river bet. But if you have a 10 and you flop a pair, okay, let's go. You know, you can get it in, but you don't have to look at those situations as all in or fold. And that's a mistake that still is prevalent amongst a lot of, um, you know, mid or lower stakes and low limit players. So you kind, you kind of you kind of dodged the question at first, though. And I said, how did it feel to have the whole world rooting for you? You sort of act like you, you didn't know that that was happening. But you had to feel it there, right? I mean, I can't imagine there being a bigger rail and a bigger online rail and just a bigger energy. The energy in the room must have been ridiculous. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, one of the things I definitely felt is, you know, especially from even the production crew and everybody, how important it was for them and, you know, the people in poker that I made the November 9 specifically. And so, the, you know, thoughts in my head are, you know, there's those people that want this for me, which is to make the November 9. But that's not how I play. That's not how I approach things. So I'm going to play, I'm going to do what I do, which is go for the win. Because if I chose a different strategy, I certainly could have squeaked into the November 9. But that's just not what I was, my, my goal was win, not just make the last nine. Event Recap. Event Recap. I mean, when you think of Malta, who do you think of? No, not Sean Bean in Game of Thrones being beheaded by the Sceptre of Baylor. You think- Spoiler! You think of Ike Haxton from Team Pokestars Pro Online. Hey, Ike, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, you are still in Malta. We have all left Malta. What was it like having the, the tour come to town? It was genuinely fun. I, I guess on occasion I felt obligated to go out. But what are you, what are you, were you killing a spider? What just happened? Did it, was there like a giant spider walk across your desk? <laughs> There's construction going oh, on Jesus. in the apartment next to mine. It was really bad during the EPT. They would just start... It sounded like they were just drilling into the sheetrock next door. They'd start at 8.30 in the morning every day during the EPT. That is the one thing I noticed about Malta. A lot of construction, a lot of cranes. And some of the construction looks like it's been going on for some time. Centuries. Maybe, exactly. Maybe s several several decades, if not centuries. Yeah. Uh, this, this area of Malta is being built up pretty quickly. Or, Ike, if you could just not dribble a basketball during this interview, that would be great. <laughs> Thank you. I've been hoping they would be done by now, but uh, that was optimistic. That's going to be so shitty for you because you keep really weird hours, don't you? I do keep really weird hours. Yeah, I'm going to go to bed as soon as we get off this call. I've been up since about midnight. How do you sleep through that? It sounds like someone's hitting your wall with a giant fish. Yeah, it's, it's not great. There were a lot of great cash games this week in Malta, and when I wasn't playing tournaments, I was in the cash game room doing that uh i feel like the cash games at ept stops have been really taking off lately that uh 
I feel like that's really starting to take hold and people know they can expect a well-run high-stakes game at an EPT stop and people are showing up with money ready to play. Some people traveling really just to play the cash games. Uh, Ike, were there were there any of uh, your pals in Malta that were that were a liability that maybe you were embarrassed <laughs> to take to any of your local places? Anyone that you're just like, oh God, just just keep it together, just keep your shit together while you're here, please. Um. Well, I had some amusing interactions with uh, Ilari Samias Zygmunt. Oh yeah. Uh, oh please. Knew well at all. Before. I am fascinated by that guy. He just seems like a dude that like puts. A, he looks like he knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like obviously he does poker wise, but like he's a weird looking, scary looking dude. But when I like look into his eyes, he's like, it's it's like it's all kind of a show, like a character he puts on. Yeah. Um, it is and it isn't. Um, <laughs> I do feel like he has a carefully crafted. Self-image? Yeah. But he does also live up to it. So what was your bizarre experience with him? Uh, well, I ran into him in the cash games. Um, I guess he started playing around 8 o'clock at night, put away a ridiculous number of drinks at the table, <laughs> ordering uh, double Bacardi and Cokes. Um, That's hot. Then decided he was going to go out to party for the evening, was gone for, and promised he would be back, was gone from about midnight to 6 a.m., and then kept good on his word and turned up after all of the clubs closed to rejoin the poker game. <laughs> and how did he do, was he, could he still play when he got back? He could. It was incredible. I've never seen such a display of really pretty competent poker playing while that drunk. More than competent. He's really good while really drunk. It's pretty bizarre. And w were you able to, you basically, you know, you know he was drunk because you, you know, you saw what he consumed, but did he act drunk in any other way? Was it like he was just kind of like, looked like your typical drunk fish, but then just played like Hillary? Around 9 in the morning, a guy in a suit walked by, and he stands up and points at him and yells, Who are you? <laughs> and the guy responds, I'm a government gaming inspector. Oh, that's fantastic. And Hillary shouts, Can you get me a white Russian? <laughs> Coming soon on Minidisc. More music from the EPT. Remember the Doville webcast opener? No, neither do we. Plus, some of your favorite TV tunes, including the theme from Shark Cage. It just wouldn't be the PCA without this Caribbean lullaby. And no episode is complete without the... NEXT TIME! Also, songs from the EPT Not Life podcast, including The Adventures in Online Poker Bed. 
And for a limited time only special bonus track, the infamous EPT-10 rap. Now that's what I call the EPT Volume 2, available exclusively from Woolworths. One of them loves the EPT, knows it inside out, and would do anything for the European Poker Tour. The other one is Joe Stapleton. It's Superfan versus Stapes. So last week, Joe, we went across the Atlantic and spoke to Glenn Weber in Canada. This week, we're going within a mile of my house. I live in Putney in southwest London, and just down the road in Wimbledon is a chap called Andy Gibbons. Hello, Andy. Hey, folks. How are you? Andy Gibbons, my boy. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for being such a loyal supporter of EPT and Play on Poker Stars. Uh, is this one of the guys that always t- tweets in Team Putney? No, that's okay. Liam. Different guy. No. Uh, Team Wimbledon. Team Wimbledon. Team, team Wimbledon. <laughs> different town, different borough. We're, we're, on, we're on peaceful terms. Different it's, it's, forms it's of currency like, here like there's in the a UK. Berlin Wall between the two of us. We, uh, we, we have a beautiful 93 bus connection. And, uh, all is good. <laughs> oh, it's and, all about the buses. And the district line. Uh, okay, I am going to unwrap the questions for this week's Superfan vs. Stapes competition. I haven't figured this out yet. Do we want music while we play the game or not? Don't, don't, we'll fix it in post. Okay. Fine. Um, Andy, we have a game here okay. called Did You Listen Carefully? Because all of the questions... I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Can it's... I pause this? For... I want to know a little bit about Andy. Andy? Yes. What do you What do? you do? Tell me a little bit about you. I'm sorry. I, I just want to get to know this guy a little bit. So I work uh, for Sky TV. Oh. Um, uh, on, uh, on Sky Atlantic. Oh, that's um, the best one. It is, I think so. And I, I do all their digital stuff, so their Twitter, their Facebook, um, and the website, uh, all of that sort of thing. So you tweet for Sky Atlantic? Yes, most of the time. So when I've talked about Sky Atlantic shows and had my tweets either retweeted or replied to, that would be you doing that? That would be me, yeah. Oh, wow. That is fucking awesome. Oh, my God, I'm going to tweet at you. After the next time a <laughs> child gets burned on Game of Thrones, and be like, that episode was awesome. Just you wait for, for the finale on Monday. Have what? you seen it already? I can't talk about it. I'm, I have signed an NDA. but Wow. Uh, all I'll say is Monday night is a, it's a very obviously yeah the episode ten the finale is a big two episode. children get burned <laughs> twice the child burning. Well, that's awesome, Andy. I'm glad I asked. That's interesting. He's real people. And obviously, yeah. you did. I hope you listened to last week's show, Andy, because I did. Oh, excellent. Because Joe, the questions all relate to last week's podcast. Oh wow. Okay. Now I know what people are thinking. So well, hang on, Joe hosted. Last week's podcast. Yeah, but his memory's shit. Not very so good. it's 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 going to be very much a level playing field. And just as we did last week, I've got playing cards, which are going to decide who gets what question. And Andy, you're going to get to go first because the okay. super fans are the reigning champions. Glenn Webber needed a lot of hand holding and a lot of help. Hopefully, you're going to cut through without any assistance. Um, the first card I flipped over is the Eight of Hearts. So you get question eight first off. Question eight. Which Game of Thrones characters did I claim tilt the shit out of me? Uh, I, if I didn't know this, I would have to quit my job. Uh, that would be Sam and Gilly. Yes, correct. So Andy is 1-0 up already. 
Joe, your first question is. Question I would have known that one, by the way. I would have known that one, okay. just for the record. Let's what about see. Baby Sam, though? You don't like Sam and Gilly, but Baby Sam? Uh, yeah, he, he can be thrown in the same batch. Okay. All babies are just like, well, what horrible way is this baby going to perish? So Precisely. I prefer none of them be around. Joseph, you have drawn question three, and the question is what was Jason Somerville's final score in Know Your Itches? Um, Jason's final score in Know Your Itches was three and four. Incorrect. And Andy, you can uh, you can steal for a point. I have a good feeling about this today. Uh, I think it was six one. It was six one. He goes two. Well done, Andy Gibbons. Uh, your next question, Andy. The four of hearts. Question four. How many times did we activate the whole pope? What would happen now if I said activate the whole pope? Uh, you don't have that it, power. You, don't, oh. you have the button in front of you. Nice try, Andy Gibbons. Yeah. Answer uh, the question. Okay, I think, I think it was four. It was four times. And Andy goes 3-0 up. Joe, come on, get on the board here. Get on the board here. It's your bloody show. You should I didn't know, know he answers. was going to be like a smart person with a real job. <laughs> two hearts. Question two. Joseph. Which sadly neglected Star Wars character did I decide was most deserving of an action figure? Um, I know who I decided. Who did James decide? I gave a prize. I gave a T-shirt. It was for uh, the doctor. The doctor. Uh, doctor Pigface. <laughs> he may have a pig face, but that's not his name. Andy, you can steal. Good thing is I fucking love Star Wars. So it was Dr. Cornelius Evasion. Yes, it was. Nerd alert! <laughs> Thank you. I'd take that. Yeah, not being funny. If they're, if they're a super fan, Joe, they're going to be nerds. It's that simple. Oh, James. good for you! Yes, Andy. James, did you say that Wedge never had a figure? Not from the original Kenner line, no. So do, do you think you and McGregor absolutely need all the shit out of his uncle every Christmas about these? Because he would have had a whole raft of Yeah, but stuff. by the point we get into the 1990s, everyone had an action figure. Yeah. It's not the same thing. The original action figure line, to me, are the Star Wars figures. And you do realise that I'm going to get so much shit from our executive producer for this conversation, because she bloody hates me talking about Star Wars. We'll just send her a basket of apology, kittens. Sorry, Francine. Enjoy these kittens. Okay. Okay, put them away. Andy, your next question is question number seven. Which VIP status did Joe achieve while playing the Sundays? I think we're on parity, Joe. I think you're a Chrome star. That is correct. Correct. Five nil. This is this could be a whitewash. I'm getting shellacked. This could be superfan domination. Joseph, question number six. Yeah. Oh, if you don't get this, I'm going to punch you in the face. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Which poker player left Joe to pick up his bar tab at Grace Sternheimer's birthday party? Kamal Chararia. He's finally on the board. He's finally earned himself a point. It had to take something that actually happened to me. Um, spoiler alert, Andy, you're going to win, but let's see if you can get all your questions correct. Question five. How much did Joe claim his brand new dysfunctional computer cost? Uh, I think I'm such a nerd, but I don't mind at all. I think it was three thousand. <laughs> Got it to the penny. Actually, <laughs> it was fucking three thousand. <laughs> Thank you. Shall I re-answer? And Joe, 
Your final question, question one. Which song is available for a limited time only as the special bonus track on Now That's What I Call EPT Volume 2? Now this is so fucked up, James. This is so fucked up because you put that shit in the show after we were done recording. You know I don't listen to it. You know I'm never going to know the answer to that. I haven't heard it. I don't even know what the fucking thing is. So no. You know what? No. I abstain. I abstain from answering this question. I abstain. And uh, you did listen to the show. Do you know what the special bonus track was? I do. And I, I'm not sure if I like myself for it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's the EPT-10 rap. It is the EPT-10 rap. Uh, that is the very definition of a shellacking. 7-1, the final score... Andy, you are very deserving of a Step C ticket worth 27 euros and an exclusive Everyone Loves a Chop Pot t-shirt. Thank you. I, I'm, not, I'm not even sorry. I, Andy, that was awesome. I mean, that was, we have not, that was a clean sweep. Can I just point out that when we actually created this segment of the show, when we created the quiz, this is what it was meant to be every single week. It's taken us 11 episodes to get to this point where a super fan crushes Joe Stapleton. So thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. Again, you know, I'm not even sorry. <laughs> no, man, Ace is in this spot. I would have a total art on right now. <laughs> Andy, thank you very much for being on the show. Congratulations and enjoy your prizes. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Keep it up. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to some of the highlights of the first 15 episodes of EPT Not Live. And if you like what you've heard over the last hour, why not subscribe to us on iTunes? If you don't have iTunes on your smartphone, tablet or computer, buy a better device. Alternatively, you can go to Stitcher or download the show directly from pokerstars.com slash EPT slash podcast. Please remember to watch EPT Live from Barcelona from the 26th to the 30th of August on PokerStars.tv. I'm James Hartigan, and if Joe Stapleton were here, he would pledge to smell you later on. I buy like an overwhelmingly obscene number of condoms.